to welcome everyone this morning. If you're a guest, first time in service, or if you're a guest, second time in service, or third time in service, if you've been here, you've come here for 12, 12 weeks and you still consider yourself a guest, we want to welcome you this morning. Yeah. want to welcome everyone. Now, if you don't consider yourself a guest, you feel like you're a part of us, we want to welcome you as well. It's always good to have you. Amen. And since we are recording the service and it will be uh, watched uh, via the World Wide Web, we want to welcome those who will watch the service uh, via Internet. And so we're excited about what God is doing. Amen. Anybody excited about what God is doing? Somebody say, I didn't know he was doing anything. Well, get on board. He's doing a whole lot of things. Amen. There are a lot of things happening in the kingdom of God. But Jesus said it this way. Except a man be born again. I said Jesus said it this way. Now, you don't have to listen to everybody else. But I would beg the difference. You don't think you need to listen to Jesus. I'm telling you what. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, I want to let you know that it wasn't gender specific. It was talking about everyone. Except a man, a person is born again. He actually said, you can't even see the kingdom of God. And so if you haven't entered into the kingdom, you can't see what God is doing sometimes. But once you enter into the kingdom, once you go down in the name and God fills you with his spirit, you begin to see things you've never seen before. It's like a blind person that was born blind. And then the doctor said, we now have a cure. We now have a, a research program that will fix what you're going through. And all of a sudden they begin to have surgery and they step out of surgery, take off the bandages. And next thing you know, they begin to see things are a little clear, uh, not clear and bleary. But then they began to see, and that's what Jesus was saying. When you decide to be born again, there are things you haven't seen yet. If you really want to see, he said you need to be baptized in his name and filled with his spirit, and you'll begin to see what it's really like. Except, he went on, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Hey, if you want, if you believe in heaven, if you want to get there, Jesus made it clear. He made it simplistic. He, 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 he didn't put any other parameters and said, you need to be this person, that person, in this particular denomination, this, whatever. He said, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. And once you decide to get down, go down in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, you wasn't performing a religious act. You wasn't joining a 
church organization, you decided to go down in the name that's above every other name. You decided that, hey, I know that he's my Lord. And I'm trusting in him. That's what baptism is about. If I have anybody in here who hasn't been baptized in Jesus' name, let me tell you, Jesus said you cannot get into heaven unless you're baptized in his name. I didn't make it a mandate. I didn't make, I didn't declare that. I said I didn't do that. It's in his book. You know why? He made it available for everyone. And so, hey, no one will have an excuse. No one will be able to brag. No one will be able to say I'm in it on my righteousness. No, when you go down in that water, you hadn't done any great thing. All you did was to obey his command. Because he died for you. And because he died for me, I turn from my sins and I die out to my sins and I repent of my sins. I say, God, I'm not righteous of my own and I need your righteousness. And I'm going to turn from my ways, turn from my mindset, turn from my self-righteousness, turn from the way I'm living. I'm acknowledging I need you. That's what repentance is. And anything that dies needs to be buried. And that's why the Bible says when you're baptized, you're buried with Christ. And I'm getting to heaven because I'm buried with him. I'm dipped in his blood. It was his blood that was shed on Calvary. And when I go down in the name of Jesus Christ, his blood is being applied to me. And that's what... Now come up, come up to a newness of life. God will fill me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I said, God, if you have not been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, I said, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. And you say, man, that sound all crazy. That sound all weird. I know it's the spirit. It's the supernatural spirit. It's the spirit of God. It's the, now you, somebody say Holy Ghost, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't like ghosts. All right. Somebody talking about some ghost. Whoa, that's kind of spooky. But long as he said, that's why he said the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Don't worry, it's a ghost, but it's holy. <laughs> it's the Spirit of God. Amen. Who wouldn't want the Spirit of God in them? Huh? Mmm. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I'm so glad that I decided one day. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. So you're about to be seated. I'm going to read two verses. And you'll be able to be seated. Somebody say hallelujah to that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody told me I had that standing ministry. I always keep the people standing. Amen. I believe sometimes in the church you ought to stand on your feet. Too many people sit down in the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 16, I'll begin at verse number 8. Thank you. Amen. Won't you greet someone? Won't you shake somebody's hand? Don't go far. Just turn around. Shake someone's hand. Let them know you're glad to see them.
All right, don't go too far now. Don't get carried away. Amen. Praise God. So 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 8. But Paul, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, and uh, I apologize for uh, starting in the middle of a uh, scripture and obviously with the, uh, the word but being a conjunction. Uh, but uh, you'll see where I'm going. Paul said, but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. Verse number nine. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. And... There are many adversaries. I'm going to read that again. Paul said, for a great door. Everybody say great door. A great door and effectual is opened unto me. And there are many adversaries. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him I have a great door. The person that told you that, I want you to tell him, but you have many adversaries. Won't you clap your hands to the Lord while you're seated? I want to preach to you this morning, walk through your door. Walk through your door. Jesus, as he began to articulate and to communicate to John, the revelator on the island of Patmos in the book of Revelation, was disclosing his coming. The word revelation is not something that's horrific. The word revelation is not something to fear. The word revelation is not some horror story. The word revelation is uh, a Greek derivative. Uh, If it was written in the Greek, it would be the apocalypse. And we have many movies that are written about the apocalypse. And you will find many books and stories and, and things talking about the apocalypse. And the apocalypse now and, and, and everything that's related to the apocalypse, meaning it's the destruction of the world as we now know it. When you hear about the apocalypse, you hear about uh, apocalyptic movies uh, uh, and, and stories about the end of the world. And the, the Mayans, if you will, they they, they had a, a theory that the earth was going to end a few years ago. And, it, and I think it was 2012. And it, it did not happen. And you go on reading different uh, religious concepts and, 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 and timetables about uh, when the end of the world would come, and, and and they would they would speak of these things, and they would speak of the apop. Uh, 
apocalyptic uh, event that would destroy the earth and there would be some meteorites falling and, and destruction all around and, and, and the earth won't be as we now know it. And and, and the uh, revelator John was writing on the island of Patmos. He was writing the revelation of Jesus Christ, the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. It wasn't a horror story. It was the appearing of Jesus Christ. We do know that when he appears, uh, that the world won't be in a good condition. And, and the world not being in a, con- uh, a good condition had nothing to do with his coming. He was coming anyway. He promised he was coming a long time ago. And hey, I'm going to tell you something. Heaven and earth shall pass away. He said, but my word shall not pass away. If he said he's coming back, he's coming back. It's a guarantee. Hey, you can bank on it. Hey, you can put all your money in the bank on that one. Hey, you can put all your marbles in uh, in one place, all your eggs in one basket. He's coming back. He said he would be. But the Bible says, hey, he's not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. Hey, a day is like a thousand years unto the Lord, and a thousand years is just like one day. But guaranteed, he shall come back. He said they will be scoffers and mockers and people de- denying the fact that he's going to come back. There will be people that will be saying, I've heard that since I was born, that Jesus is going to come back. And he hadn't come back yet. Their bumper sticker says, hey, look busy, Jesus is coming back. They will ridicule and they will mock. But just like in the days of Noah, when Noah was building an ark for a hundred years and he was preparing it and saying something is about to happen, something cataclysmic, something... uh." Catastrophic. Something devastating. It's coming. You hadn't seen it yet. You hadn't seen it before. It has never happened before. And it it seems like that's too. I, I just can't believe that. I can't believe a good God would do such a horrible thing. Hey, God is enduring it. And just like it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be, the Bible says, in the days of the Son of Man. Hey, they were eating and drinking. They were marrying and giving in marriage. They were partying. They were having a good time. Things were getting bad. Things were getting wicked. Things was getting out of place and out of sort. And God said, hey, now it's time for me to step in. And God began to trouble the water. I said, God began to trouble the water. But before he troubled the water, he opened the door to the ark. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody said, door is open to me. I said, you knew it was time of destruction. You knew something was about to happen because there was this weird man out there preaching some weird message about something that seemed so unbelievable. It could not happen. Those things cannot be. I can't understand why you're building an ark like you're building Noah. What in the world are you talking about? The end of all things are coming. What are you talking about? That God is going to destroy this world. What do you mean that only several people are going to be saved whoever enters into this door? I can't believe that, Noah. They begin to laugh and begin to mock and ridicule him. The Bible tells us that when that door was opened 
and Noah and his family walked in and, and all the animals of the ark walked in. It was seven of the clean animals and, and, and two of the unclean animals and, and they began to walk into the, uh, the ark and the, the ark was shut up. And once it was shut up, no man could enter in. No animal could enter in. A cockroach couldn't get in that ark if it wanted to. I'm telling you what. It was shut up. No creeping thing, no flying thing, no whatever. And everything that was outside of the ark, they had one destination. And they had one thing that was going to happen to them. But those that were in the ark, they had another thing that was going to happen to them. They were going to be saved and they were going to be delivered. And they were going to be rescued because they decided when the door is open, I'm getting in it. I'm telling you what, there's a door that's open and you must be determined. I'm going to get in while the door is open. It's not going to stay open. It's not going to remain open. It's not going to, oh, hallelujah, I'm here to tell somebody, you better get in while the door is opened. Paul said, I'm telling you right now, I'm in Ephesus, and, and Ephesus was a great church, and it was it was a place when when when, when uh, John the Revelator wrote in the book of Revelation and all ab- about the uh, catastrophe that would take place and and, and 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 the events that would transpire. He began to write to the churches, and and in other words, before God said, "I'm going to bring destruction on the earth," and I'm going to deal with my church. So the first book of the book of Revelation is God talking to his church. It's God trying to get the attention of his church. It's God making appeal to his church. And God doesn't sugarcoat anything. When his church is doing right, he say, good job, church. And But when his church is not doing right, he said, I have somewhat against you. Hey, he told that church of Ephesus, you've lost your first love. He, he told another church, you've got grown cold. He, he said, he told one church, hey, I've been standing at the door knocking and you just won't let me in he said just open up I'm calling you my church but he said I'm telling you what if you don't get things right I'm going to spew you out of my mouth and he told one church hey you're going to enter into the time of tribulation and judgment on the earth he said if you just get right if you repent if you come out of your condition you don't have to go through what this world is about to go through He said, judgment is coming. It's right around the corner. You better be prepared for it. You better get ready for it. But I'm going to let you know, if you're part of the church, you don't have to worry about that. He said, I haven't called you to judgment and wrath. He said, I'm going to pull you out, just like Noah's pulled out in the days of judgment. He said, church, I want to let you know, I have a plan for you, and it's not like what the world is going to receive. I know things are bad. I know as soon as you turn on the Bluetooth, uh, things are out of order. Uh, things are in chaos and, and in confusion. Uh, and people are frustrated. People are losing their mind. And and, and, and drugs are on the increase. Crime is on the increase. Uh, even all nature, it seems like, is out of order. And there are earthquakes and fires and pestilence and diseases. And things just seem to be going wacky. He promised it would be that way. But he said, church, 
be of good cheer. He said tribulation shall come. He said, know this, trouble is going to come. There's going to be some difficulties in this world. Don't be surprised, church. Jesus told you. And he said, as a matter of fact, as, 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 as close as it gets to my coming, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. I don't care what politician steps in. Some of you all bent out of shape because Obama is not in office. You might as well get over it, honey. God said, I put one in office and set down another. I believe God is in control. God is in charge. Some of you are acting just like Trump. Want to talk about him and act like it doesn't matter who's in the White House. Hey, they can go to Disneyland and bring Mickey out and put him in the White House. Hey, I'm telling you what, this is not Disneyland. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. I don't care who you put in there. They're not going to change what God said I'm going to do. This economy won't be fixed. The wickedness of this world won't be fixed. I'm telling you what. Jesus said, I'm not, I didn't come to change the world. He said, I came to call the sinners out of, uh, out of sin into a place of repentance. I didn't come to change this world. I came to take those who are in this world and put them in my kingdom. And I've stepped into a new kingdom. I serve a new master. I have a new Lord. And, and so this world is not my own. I'm just a passing through. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, hallelujah. Sister, I'm going to break that thing, thing down so much. You're going to have so many parts. I'm going to disassemble. But Paul said, a great, everybody say great. A great door is open. And not only was it great, if you can put that on the screen, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 9. A great door. Everybody say great. And effectual. That word great means it was a, a massive opportunity. It was great. When God begins to open up a door in your life, don't let someone else tell you it's not significant. Hey, you decided to come here and be a part of this church and, and you know the things you experience. Don't let this world tell you, oh, now that's just a church. Let me tell you something. You experienced something great. When you went down in that water in Jesus' name, the devil will try to tell you, you just got wet. No, it was more than getting wet. It was more than going down in the water he said you're entering into the kingdom the kingdom of God is great it may not seem like it on this side but Paul said a great door and effectual was opening to me that word effectual means it has the power and the ability to change things. It wasn't just a great door, but this great door worked in it. Uh, a, 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 uh, 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 how would I say? I don't want to say catastrophic. 
But in a powerful way, if you will, when this door is open, dynamic is the word I'm looking for. This door that opened, it would not only be great, but it would be dynamic in the way it would work. And, and once you go into this door, he said it would work some things in your life. And this door is effectual that's opening to me, meaning it can do some things that no one else could do. When you decide now, you can't do anything with the door if you don't go through the door. I don't care how great the door is and how effectual the door is. If you don't decide to go through the door, it doesn't mean anything. You must decide to go through the door. And I'm not talking about this. Here's the doorway. Step in and step out. You do your little waltz and step in. You do your little two-step and step in. You do your, uh, give me some, some shuffle, huh? you know, and step in. You know, you do your twist. Uh, you let your slide. And no, you can't go back and forth in and out of the door. Hey, it's not designed that way. You go in, you got to stay in. See, some of you, if you had a chance, oh, I'm going to get, I'm, now I'm, I, I might get a little bad. Uh, I'm the, you know, up front, I'm giving you a disclaimer. There's some people, and I ain't gonna say some of you, some people, not in here, but some people, they go in the door, you know, if they were, if they were in the ark, all them animals get all up in the ark, and I don't know if you realize the animals got in the ark before the people did. He gathered all the animals, put them in the ark first, and that was a mess. And so I can imagine, you know how it is when you go to a zoo. Oh my God. Help me, Lord. Oh, I have my wife and I'm able to. Oh, we're going to the zoo. I'm like, I've been, I've seen animals. That's good enough. I don't go to the zoo too much. Because as soon as you step in there, woo, woo. That's why I don't live in the South. My goodness, you go up to the Pennsylvania, woo, and you can get used to that. They got used to that smell. Like, man, don't y'all smell that? They walking around like nothing's going on. I was like, y'all don't smell that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They like just going about that day. I'm like, man, y'all, y'all, man, I'm walking around like, oh, my goodness. They're like, hey, I, you know, I, could, I mean, they hair follicles in their nose shriveling up and uh, all kinds of stuff. So I could imagine some people, you know, they, they get in the ark. Oh, my goodness. I can't. I know. I'm out of here. I, I can't deal with that. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you got all hyped about the ark. It's the place of salvation. It's the only way I'm going to be saved. I got to get into this door. But then when you step into the door and say, hey, things are not right in here. They're a bunch of hypocrites in here. I'm getting out of this stinky ark. I don't want to be in this ark. Hey, I don't care how stinky it gets in here. I don't care how hypocritical it gets in here. I don't care what type of animals, four-footed beasts are in the ark. I'm going to stay there. Hey, the lions may roar. The elephants may scream. Hey, people may act out of that mind, but I'm standing right here. I know this is the door that's open to me. People want to complain, man, they don't smell right in here. Won't you get, you know, they don't smell right. Won't you grab a shovel, shovel and go into one of those stalls and scoop some of that stuff out and dump it out the window? Won't you help out around here. 
instead of complaining about it. Thank you. Oh, what did I just step into? Oh. Hell. Noah said, hey, a door was open to me. Doesn't smell too good in here. It's kind of loud in here. You know, Sister Shem, she's acting up over here. And, and Sister Shem, and Sister Ham, you know what? I, I don't know about her. You know how it is. I don't know about her. But, hey, Noah said, hey, forget all them. I'm going to get my place in the ark and Hey, I'm going to hunker down because this is it. Because the door is open to me. It's a great door and it's effectual. It's going. Oh, hallelujah. And he said, this door that's open to you. Let me tell you something. Anytime God is opening up a door for you and to his kingdom, to his purpose, and to his will, you better mark it down. There are going to be adversaries. So many people try. You know, every time I try to get closer to God, I it gets so bad, and I might as well I might as well just give up, and I might as well not live with God because it seems like things are getting chaotic every time I give myself to Him. Can I give you a quick demonstration? It's okay to give you a quick demonstration, huh? Break it, okay. Oh, break it down. I wish I knew how to break down. I'm going to break, break. Woo-wee. Go ahead. You got a little bit. Let me see. Yeah. Okay. Got to pull up my measuring tape, make sure he's thick, you know, solid enough. Now, these are some solid guys, right? Right? Yeah. I'm telling you what. Don't, no. Don't ever drag the church down. That's a great place to be in. Look at these great guys. Don't let the world brainwash you, tell you something different. So here we are. You know, God has, God has got a nice door. Come here, come here, come here, Sister Simpson. I know you're doing something. Stand over there. <laughs> right behind the pulpit. Since you did a, such a masterful job last week behind there. <laughs> now, you know how it is. When God calls you, he, said, he says it this way. He said... He that cometh to God, this is the book of Hebrews, in case you didn't realize it, must believe that he is. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 8. And a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so verse number 9, maybe I said, you'll find it. You can put it up there. Hebrews 11, whatever verse that is. Come on, six. Thank you very much. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder. That People get to complaining about God. He said that you got to believe that he is. And that he's a rewarder. 
People always say, well, God, say, every time I get to come close to God, he's taking stuff from me. And I got to give up so much from God. I don't know what Bible you're reading. I got to give so much up. No, he said, I reward. He said he's a rewarder. So we, we, we need to get that mindset out of our, we need to get that out of our brain that when I come closer to God, God is taking. No, the only thing God is taking is he's taking my headaches. He's taking my, my sinful nature. He's taking my, my shame and my guilt. Hey, he's taking my unrighteousness. He's taking my unworthiness. He's taking my uncleanliness. He's taking my lust. He's taking all those things that keep me from him out. Now, God is trying to take my fun away. No, he's not trying to take your fun away. He's trying to take your sinful fun away, and he's trying to give you some pleasures. The the Bible says, in his presence, there's pleasures forevermore. He has joy unspeakable. I'm telling you what, for the first 25 years, I lived for myself and the adversary. It wasn't so good. I've been living for God for 27 years. My friend. It ought to be a law against. (laughs) I am. I'm trying to. Let me tell you. But anytime you're trying to get closer to God, anytime there's a door open, anytime there is a reward. Okay, lift your hand up. You represent the reward. Come on. There you go. Oh, shucks now. (laughs) Huh? Anytime God says, hey, here we go, and, 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 and they say, okay, I'm saying I'm going to that. It's a great and effectual door. But the Bible says every time God's opening up a door to you, he opens up one door, but there are many adversaries. And you must understand every time God says, I'm going to do something in your life, there are going to be adversaries. It's not always the devil, mind you. Hello. You know, some people want to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to close this thing. Some people want to blame everything on the devil. It's not always the devil. Now, some people are the biggest devils I know. That's just the truth. I'm serious. You know, everything is not the devil. Well, he's just doing that. Hey, when, when Pharaoh was coming against Moses and, and the children of Egypt, guess what? It wasn't the devil. You say, well, the devil was trying to do that. The devil was working on Pharaoh and, and getting him to mess with God's people. We say that all the time. You read the Bible, you'll find God said, I hardened Pharaoh's heart up. What? God said, yeah, I hardened his heart up. And he said, the reason why I hardened his heart up, not for you to get all bent out of shape, not for you to go crying and acting like God is not good. He said, I bent, I, I, I hardened his heart up so you can see that, hey, even though I'm going to have something working against you, you have your mind determined. He said, I'm going to get glory in it. He said, when Pharaoh come, I'm going to part the Red Sea. I'm going to send pestilence among his land. You're going to see me get glory every time Pharaoh hardens his heart. Every time Pharaoh did something, God said, I'm going to do this, Pharaoh. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to harden your heart, but I'm going to soften you up. I'm going to harden your heart, but I'm going to deal with you. I'm going to allow you to, to, to rise up against my people, but I'm going to show you how I'm going to be glorified in it. Oh, here we go. And so there are many adversaries. 
Some devil, some not. And But the Bible tells us that when we draw nigh to God and we decide, you know what, I'm going to go through this door no matter what. That doesn't matter. Now, some of you, I'm just going to help you out. Now, since you've tr- come living for God and everything else, some of you, you know, you know, it get a little tough at times. You see, you get a glimpse of the goodness. Come in church, you get a word that's just right for you. You get out there, out of the church service. Man, you gone on Sunday, everything is going well, Monday, whatever. By the time you get to hump day, my friend, it's just gone chaotic. Like, what in the world is going on? I tell you what's going on life. Tell you what's going on. There, there are adversaries. That means something is going to be against you. Something is going to be opposed to you. Now the Bible says, uh, it says this: draw nigh to God and resist the devil. The adversity. It's got to leave. He said, "Hey, you can put that back on the screen." First Corinthians. There are many adversaries. God, if you diligently seek him, God's going to give you what you need. But God has a door. I'm I'm, I'm coming to a close here. But I want this church to know. I want you, if you are a guest, to know. Don't give up and don't throw in the towel because things get hard and things get difficult. Hey, anybody can quit. Anybody can give up. Anybody can say, forget this. It's not worth it. The devil said, hey, it's not worth it. He got kicked out. I'm telling you what, it's worth it to me. Jesus said it this way. He said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trouble. It's a guarantee. You can count. You're going to be in this world. You're going to have some trouble. You know, some people think they're in Disney World. You know what? Now they're coming to God. You know, that's because these TV evangelists. If you give me a thousand dollars, you're going to get to your destiny. And God is going to bless you. Somebody need to get $1,000 right now, and God is going to multiply that tenfold. Yeah, he did. He, they gave him a 1000 Then somebody else gave him a 1000 Then somebody else gave him a 1000 And then that man got tenfold. And then people go home all broke. Now, I'm not telling you not to give because you should give. But we get caught up in this, this, this fake deal i don't mean to be harsh against whatever but he said i got a great door that's open and, and jesus said hey it's going to be tribulation but be of good cheer be of good cheer you know when adversaries start coming down on you know what you need to do you just smile that much more you you know how it is in the sports world now you might not like sports but if you're you're, you're giving your best shot yeah and i like football so you're just gonna have to I like football. And I like a guy, like, he get just get walloped, get hit real hard, and he just bounce back on his feet, and he just start smiling at the guy. And, you know, that guy gave him his best shot, and he thought he did some damage, and he might just stand looking over the top of him. Mm-hmm, see what I did? And he just bounced back up, <laughs> dropped the ball like, hey, see what I did? <laughs> so you need to do that to the devil. Devil, you gave me my, your best shot. You, is that all you got, devil? I'm letting you know there's an effectual door open to you. It's a great door open to you. Don't let the adversary get you down. You need to smile in his face and say, come on, that's all you got. Let me tell you something. I'm not giving up this time.
time. I'm not quitting. I'm not throwing in the towel. No, devil. No, you come too late. Hey, I said I'm going to make it all the way to the end. He that endures to the end shall be saved. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm here to tell you, church, this morning, God has a great door open to you, Aaron. But you must decide, I'm going in it, and I'm going to stay in it. Hey, even I have to lock the door from within. Some of you need to get in and lock that door. My God, don't leave the door open. Don't leave it cracked. Somebody needs to decide, I'm going to get in this grate and infect your door, and I'm going to lock myself in. Hey, I'm going to board it up. Hey, I don't care if Irma comes or, or Harvey comes or, or any other storm comes. I'm going to put boards up on my windows, and I'm determined I'm going to lock myself in. I'm going to get everything that I need for the long haul and the journey. Noah said, hey, once I get in here, I'm not coming out. You're not going to get me out of this thing. I know what I'm in. I'm not, I see the value. I see the worth. I see the kingdom now. now. I got in this thing. Hey, that's it. I know you've been standing. You guys been standing. And so the Bible says there are many. Now, see, it doesn't look like I can take these guys, right? All right? Huh? Doesn't look like I can take these guys. And they won't let me in. That's how you do. Come on, line up right there. Step back a little bit. Back a little bit. So they don't want to let me in. Yeah, I'm going to try to get up the steps. I want y'all to let me up the steps. Now, don't hurt me, man. I know some of you want to hurt me. Now, look at him hand in pocket. See that? You supposed to be an adversary, man. He's a weak dad. Can I get another one? Give me, give me. I, I want some competition, man. I don't, don't give me no weak devil. I want some double doing. Hey, you see what I'm saying? He's one of those devils that try to be cool. He must be like Lucifer. He want to look all good. You know what I mean? Lucifer, he wanted to look good. Everybody look at him. You know what I mean? That's why you lose the battle, man. I always want to look pretty. I'm trying to get in my open door. But there are many adversaries. It's a great door. See, look at that. Paul said, that's a great door. But there are many adversaries. I want to get into the door. Hello. But there are many adversaries. Can't get in. Okay. Forget that. Hold up. I'm not going anywhere. Won't y'all make some noise to try to scare me? There'd be many adversaries. Now, folks, this is what I want you to do. Now, I'm trying to get to my door. I'm trying to get to the place that God has for me right up there. And I got some adversaries in the way, right? And it seems like it's impossible. I don't know how I'm going to do it, so I might as well quit. No, I'm not going to quit. And y'all, 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 then y'all, you know what? Y'all try to take my prized possession up there right now. And so go ahead. I want you to try to take it. I'm trying to get to that, and y'all trying to take that from me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Try to take my prize. That. Don't touch it now. But just trying to get over there. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Just surround her. Just surround her. 
And so now, the adversary, the adversary, come on, go around her, just around her. Try and keep that from me. All right? And then what they did is, uh, come on, you come right here. You come right here. So they surround her. Come on. Quickly. Now, I don't want you to let me up there either. All right? Don't let me up. All right, there you go. See? And they say, well, I'm going, I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to stop you from getting your blessing. We're going to surround that. And then now we're going to, you know, keep you from there. And then once they see that, hey, I'm starting trying to, there's a little uh, uh, crack in the armor. They're going to try to come back down here. Now, y'all stay right there for right now. And so I'm not going to give up because I understand I'm in the kingdom now. I understand who my daddy is. I understand he created all things, even little fallen angels he created. And at any time, he could just pluck one and pluck another. And all that got to do is realize who I am and what kingdom I am, who he is. And I'm going to say, Daddy, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, everybody. 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 Now, they're more than be with us than be with them. Let me tell you something. Don't let the devil tell you you can't have what God has for you. You begin to call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says there are more that be with us uh, than be with them. Stop trying to do it on your own. Stop trying to do it by yourself. There's a great door open to you, and you can have it. Come on, somebody. I said you can have it. Somebody, God has a door open. I'm going to open this altar right now. I'm telling you, once you come on down front, God has a door open for you. And you must be determined. I'm going to have what God has for me. Come on, if you feel like God has an open door for you, I want you to make your way down here. If you feel like adversaries been coming against you, attacking your family, trying to keep you from the things of God, trying to keep God out of your life, trying to keep you from the promise of God, the salvation of God, come on down here. Every time you get closer. Every time God is about to do something, come on a little closer. Let everybody fill in. Come on. God is opening up a door in your life. I want you to come on down here. Every time God decides he's about to work in your life, he begins to trouble the waters. Bible says that there was a pool called Bethesda. And at the pool of Bethesda, it was an appointed time every year. It was a season, the scripture says, for people to be touched, people to be healed, 
people to be delivered and set free. And the Bible says that every season, an angel of God would come down in this particular pool and it would trouble the waters. The Bible says there was an impotent man. He was crippled. He said, I have limitations. I have something that's holding me back, something that's keeping me from getting to that place. I'm here to tell you, some of you feel that way, that you have a, uh, it seems like the waters are troubled, but every time the waters are troubled, there's something that's getting in your way. Sister, you need to come on down and obey God. Come on down. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost is moving upon you. And every time God begins to trouble the water, you know what happens? People will get in your way. There are distractions. And you just feel like you can't get to it because maybe you're impotent. Maybe there's some things in your way where that impotency doesn't mean it means you haven't had an ailment that you can't get to what you need to to get from God. Some of you, sometimes you can't get to that place you need to get to and get what you need from God because there's something that is stopping you. There are adversaries and that means opposition and there are things that seem to be working. Every time you take two steps forward, something push you back three steps. It seems like you're ready to get your footing. There's something that keeps you back and you're tired of going back and forth. The Bible says, I'm almost done that Jesus showed up when this man who was crippled and he said, oh, Jesus, every, I come here every year and I can't get to it. I just wish somebody would throw me in it. But I just can't get to it. And now I understand there's an effectual and a great door that's open to me, but I just can't get to it. If you've ever felt that way, you just can't get through that door. Jesus said, hey, this is your season. This is your time. This is your moment. Because now you don't have to wait for the trouble of the angel. And now you don't have to wait for, or for someone to put you in. Jesus said, hey, it's open to you if you just have faith. He said, I'm going to touch you right now. And you don't have to get into troubled waters. I'm going to touch you. I'm telling you right now, the waters are troubled. If you just have faith, just go ahead and lift your hands up. There's a door open to you. Somebody decide, I'm going to walk through that door. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, some of you is a door of ministry. Some of you is a door of deliverance. Some of you is a door of salvation. Some of you is a door for your household. Maybe it's a door of your finances. But there are enemies and, and adversaries that are working against you. Come on, be determined. I'm going to get through. Come on, somebody just begin to talk to him right now. I'm telling you right now in the spirit, huh? in the kingdom of God, God has a door open for you. God has an effectual door. But it's time for you to decide, I'm going to call upon Jesus. There's more to be with me than be with them. I'm going to get through this door. I don't care how dark it is, how difficult it is. Catastrophic events transpiring in your life. Come on, 
There may be destruction all around you. Come on, maybe there's torment in your life. Maybe there's confusion. Come on. Push through the anguish. Push through the difficulties. Somebody call upon the name that's above every other name. I said there's an open door. This is the season. This is the season right now for God to do something. Hallelujah. Come on, I believe God is trying to work in your life right now. Give him the opportunity. Come on, give him the right. He's not going to violate your space. He's opened up the door and you must decide, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to go through this door. I'm going to go through this effectual and this great door that God has for me. Come on in Jesus' name. Praise God. Jesus' name. Come on, somebody get determined. Be determined. I'm going to get through. I'm going to push through. Come on, church. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody. Decide, I'm going to push through this. I'm going to push through this barrier. I'm going to push through everything that's blocking me. I'm going to get what I need in God. Come on, church. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody be determined. I'm not going to stay where I am. I'm going to get through this effectual door. I'm going to go to where God has for me. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And this is what I want you to do. Just a little lower. While you're praying, and some of you may wonder what's going on. The Bible talks to us and tells us we may, must approach God by faith. We must begin to call upon him. The Bible says he's not far from any one of us. And so we just reach out by faith and begin to communicate. I can talk to God just like I'm talking to you. It's called faith. Come on, just begin to reach out, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I don't know how, I don't know what, God, but I'm asking you, I'm calling upon you, Lord, I believe and I trust that you have something greater for me, a greater purpose, a greater calling. A greater plan, your will, God. I desire your will and your purpose in my life. God, whatever you have to do to bring about that will and that purpose, I submit and I surrender myself to you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, that's it. Just begin to talk to him all over the house. Yonder, run, the next day, Messiah, under the Homo Hosai. 
on as the door opens. Somebody decide, I'm going to get through this door. This is my door. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to walk through it. Come on, somebody. Just for a few more moments. Hallelujah. Shayan the road in By faith, that's it. By faith, that's it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Determination. Jesus. Jesus. you look at your neighbor if you're not praying tell him I'm going through my door I'm going through my door praise God praise God praise God God bless you amen God bless you we do have church service this evening we also have a baby dedication if you don't know brother Ian Glass and Sister Yolanda Glass, they're dedicating their uh, baby girl this evening. So this evening, 6 p.m., church service this evening. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Shake someone's hand on your way.